Today we're going to be talking about these uh, choices and consequences that come along with uh, this particular day. I did, or as uh, Jordan added, the uh, temples and tantrums. I like that. I think he wins the prize on that one. I should have called him and said, what should I call this one? Temples and tantrums. So uh, the ninth of Av, or Tish Ba'av, if you want to go into the Hebrew word. At creation, God set apart appointed times. These fasts and feasts were sacred times. They're in every season in which he would draw near to us and we could draw near to him. He still uses these sacred times to reveal himself in more intimate ways, to share vision, to encourage us, to celebrate all that Jesus has done and so much more. And usually I'm here for those kind of moments, right? Right. But uh, today is not one of those days. Today (laughs) is what I like to call a Proverbs 12 day. Proverbs 12, 1 and 2, as well as 15. Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge. But whoever hates correction is stupid. Mm. I just love that. And it's like three or four versions use that word. And uh, God used that one in a personal way for me. So I, I uh, was not throwing stones at anybody. I just, I've used that because it's a life verse for me. Good people obtain favor from the Lord, but he condemns those who devise wicked schemes. The way a fool seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. You know, that's worth uh, the price of admission. This that's right a powerful there. mic drop, but we got plenty left to do. True. <laughs> the worst thing that can happen to us is getting stuck in stupid. Yeah. It's called going around the mountain. You circle and you circle <laughs> until you learn your lesson and are willing to make changes. I remember the first time I shared, I don't know, 15 years ago or so, ministering in a jail and pretty serious crime criminal folks. And uh, just ask, I mean, how many of you can relate to that thought of being stuck and stupid? And, you know, these were slightly scary people. And I just remember every hand went up. <laughs> and I thought, you know, oh, to have, not have to have everything taken from us. I have to become a number and be dressed in, you know, and these overall things to learn that we're stuck and stupid because these yeah. are the things that change your life. I remember, I hate to say that this is literally 50 years ago, but it was. So I was a little kid, and I remember we were, my, my mom had said not to hang out with this certain kid. And I don't know why as young children back in those days, you could run the whole neighborhood, you know, stay until 11 o'clock at night, come home. You should have been scared even be out that late. But we'd, we'd run and, have, and play and have fun. And it's up on this particular street. And, and you know, we stole these those little, little Coke bottles or pop bottles that mm-hmm. you return for. They're worth five or ten cents. But back then, you could actually buy something like ice cream <laughs> or that kind of So I remember the house where we played at had this garage just filled with them. And so, lo and behold, he was a bad influence. And we stole some of those. And we went down and bought ice cream. And not realizing that we were stuck and stupid because the lady next door saw us and and said if we could did, turn ourselves in, she would. And I just remember, you know, sometimes you have to get caught to recognize that you're stuck and stupid. Yeah, you feel the heart pace change yeah. and everything else that comes with that. Yeah. So this day really isn't <laughs> about, the, this is a day about getting caught. This is that day where you go, and I remember my dad uh, gave me the money that it was worth and t- took it back and gave it to the guy and apologized for what he did. And I'd love for it to be this grand story of forgiveness, but it wasn't. He said, okay. He said, well, I don't forgive you. <laughs> stay out of my yard. Stay away from my kids. And go away. And I just remember a harsh lesson, mm. but it because that was the yard we played in, in the whole neighborhood up there. So 
it was a good lesson, though. And in that moment, it kind of goes through something that the Apostle Paul explained, how we can avoid getting stuck in stupid. It's First Corinthians. And it's talking about these events that we're going to talk about today and that usually when I'm in here talking about. I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that all our ancestors who left Egypt were under the cloud. They all went through the sea. They were all united with Moses by baptism in the cloud and in the sea. Yet God was not pleased with most of them, so their dead bodies were scattered over the desert. <sighs> These things have become examples for us so that we won't desire what is evil as they did. Now get that. So it wasn't all the things, but we won't desire what is evil as they did. So ultimately, <laughs> that's why we're here today. We're here on the 9th of Av. The ninth day of the month of Av. Av means father. This is the father's month. And oftentimes, I remember when I got caught for stealing those bottles, and I went to my mom and I said, don't tell dad, because I know there would be a spanking involved. And, of course, she did. But it's because that role of discipline. And this is so this is a day, not coincidentally, in the month of Av, because it's about discipline. Mm. In Hebrew, that, that phrase, uh, the ninth day of Av, is Tisha B'Av. It's quite unique. It begins tomorrow night, goes through Saturday evening. It's a fasting day for the rabbinic Orthodox Jews. Fast begins with eating an egg dipped in ashes. I, yeah, I generally don't do that. I usually yeah. salt or something yeah. tasty. That'd be a little more smoky than I would like. They're yeah. going for ashes. And uh, <laughs> there's lots of other traditions. They include uh, sitting on low stools. They don't bathe or wear perfume. They don't play or listen to music. Pretty much any pleasure is forbidden, even reading the Torah, because the Bible is brings pleasure. So mm -hmm. they, other than they read very, very, the Jeremiah and Lamentations, things like that. Uh, the ninth of Av marks the climax of three weeks of fasting and sorrow because the Jews consider it the saddest day of the year. All right, let's ask the question. How did the ninth of Av become so sad? 3,500 years ago, the Israelites were camped on the edge of the promised land, waiting for the 12 spies to return from their 40-day probe of the land of Canaan. I was here 40 days ago, told you about that. They returned on the 8th of Av today, and 10 of them gave a bad report, which caused all the tribes to refuse to enter the promised land and rail against God. Bad day, bad choice. Mm -hmm. So on the 9th of Av, which be, you know, tomorrow evening. Actually, so the 8th of Av begins this evening all the way through tomorrow. Right. So on the 9th of Av, God condemned them to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. But that was just the beginning for the 9th of Av. That's why this is a memorable day. Yeah. Just so they wouldn't miss the point. Whenever God brought judgment, he tended to do it on the ninth of Av. So even after they entered the promised land, the rebelliousness and rejection of him continued for generations. So eventually, God brought the fitting judgment on them. It was on the ninth of Av in 586 B.C. The Babylonians destroyed Solomon's temple, exiled most of the survivors to Babylon. Once again, they were forced to live outside the promised land. Then after 70 years in exile, God allowed them to return home again. And eventually they were able to even rebuild the temple. Still, most of them would <laughs> never give Jehovah their hearts. So the mm. fate of the second temple would be just like the first. Just before his crucifixion in 30 AD, Yeshua, Jesus, prophesied of the destruction of Herod's temple, saying not one stone would be left on another. And that's exactly what happened on, that's the right, ninth the ninth of Av in 70 A.D. When four Roman legions breached the city walls and killed everyone in sight, they flattened Jerusalem, destroyed the second temple, and sold the, the survivors in, into slavery in Rome and Egypt. Once again, 
they're forced to live outside the promised land. So the theme just stays with them. Mm. It's not very good. You'd think that'd be it, but no, they didn't learn their lesson. On the 9th of Av, 138 AD, the Jews united to wage the Bar Kokhba revolt, which dashed their hopes for an alternate Messiah. They had rejected Jesus. Instead, this final defeat to Rome resulted in utter devastation and genocide for the Jews, led to the banning of Mosaic law, circumcision, speaking of the name of Jehovah, and all Jews were barred from residing within a 10-mile radius of Jerusalem. Just to help them make the point, they were allowed to re-enter Jerusalem only one day a year. Can we guess what day that was? Mm. The ninth of Av. Right. So God was always trying to say, listen, let me help you. Mm -hmm. But there was truly no end to the tragedy of the ninth of Av. Even when they were cast out of the promised land, it was a curse that followed them everywhere. The Ninth of Law of in 1096 was the beginning of the First Crusade. Ninth of Law of 1290, they were expelled from England, then from France in 1306, all on the Ninth of Law, and from Spain in 1492. The Ninth of Law was the beginning of World War II in 1914, mm -hmm. which really set up World War II and, and the Holocaust and so much. All started, though, in on the 9th of Av. And during World War II, the 9th of Av in 1942 was the start of mass liquidation of the Jews in the Warsaw Ghetto. So this day is, you know, it's not one you circle with put happy faces on in your calendar. It's just, it's like, this was the day I got stuck in stupid. And I should tell you, whenever you look at any of these feasts or days or times or fasts, it's personalized. It's never what Moses did or the people did. It's what I did. Hmm. And so you're looking back at your story. And yeah, that's what God tells us to do. Look, at this is you. This is you. The ninth of Av is all about tragedy and loss. Think back in your life, those moments. It's about what happens when you don't learn the lessons you should from what you've lost. It's about condemning yourself to relearn the lesson over and over and over until absolute devastation occurs. And I think we've all been through that. Yeah. It's about what happens when God withdraws his presence because we refuse to obey him. Or even worse, we don't recognize him or his voice. In the Garden of Eden, where man met with God, experienced his abiding presence, man sinned. And that sin separated them from meeting with God. He's holy, we are not. And his holiness is all-consuming, so in order not to destroy them in the garden, he had to withdraw and toss them out as well. God is omnipresent, but he's chosen to manifest his presence in certain locations and at certain times within history. Mm -hmm. This physical manifestation is called the Shekinah, or the Shekinah. The tabernacle in the wilderness and later the temple were the first meeting places he established where that abiding presence of Shekinah would come down, where he could meet with Israel safely, deal with their sin through sacrifice and blood, rather than destroy them. Much better plan. Today, the temple is no more because it was destroyed, obviously, 2,000 years ago. They took his abiding presence for granted, and he left. This day, from beginning to end, is not about temples being destroyed. It's about his abiding presence. In the midst of all the mourning, fasting, and sadness, God had an answer. He was going to change the concept of temples forever, but not just for the Jews. You see, today's not all bad news. We're going to look at a new kind of temple. We're look at the most famous Gentile in Israel's history. What happens when Gentiles become temples? Coming up next, we're going to look at uh, how we got here. And uh, mm. I think you're going to enjoy today. It's There's a lot of sadness, but yeah. there's a lot of wisdom and uh, opportunity to encounter God. And so that's kind of the goal. To wipe away the ignorance. That's yeah. what happens. Yes. For <laughs> if only we could wipe it out in, in each one of us in the depths of our hearts.